The year 2017 is a critical year for constitution reform. Should one man, one vote be allowed to become a reality for 2017? There is hope that our city's long-standing political problems may be alleviated. This, though, is by no means an easy or small feat. The reform package must be supported by the public. Two thirds of the Legislative Council and the central government. In order to facilitate that search for common ground, DAB began with establishing a 17-members special task force to deal with this important issue. Right after the government launched its consultation, we have held eight meetings and entrusted a professional company to conduct two. Opinion poll to gauge public view on how to reach universal suffrage. Also, DAB have conducted 19 seminars throughout Hong Kong's 18 districts, and I have personally attended over 20 seminars to share my view on universal suffrage. Ask and invite attendees to share their thoughts on the way forward. To that end, we have not only conducted seminars and opinion polls; we have also conducted more than fourteen thousand questionnaires in the community level to directly collect public opinion. I am happily involved in the whole consultation process, and I can share with you some of my observations. That is, there are three very clear consensus reached in the society. First, the society does have high hope to reach universal suffrage of chief executive in 2017. Second, the society as a whole agree that the future proposal for universal suffrage must stand firmly on the basic law. Third, the society. Thus, accept that future chief executive should not be confrontational to the central government. The proposal put forward by DAB is a reflection of this intensive consultation process. In terms of reach and representation, the work of our task force is definitely as wide, if not more, than the proposals already put forward by others in the community. In protecting rule of law, we must adhere to what is constitutionally viable. Proposals must stem from sound legal standing, which means it must not violate what is stipulated in the Basic Law and the 2007 NPCSC resolution. No one is as naive as to believe universal suffrage is solely a legal matter. Is as much a political one as it is a legal one, and that is precisely why it is critical for us to move forward on solid legal foundations. Otherwise, it's putting politics over the law that would not benefit Hong Kong, and it would be an open door for legal challenges. With this in mind, we have focused on increasing democratic elements of the nominating committee. One aspect of That is the number of members of the committee. The second dimension we focused on is the makeup of the nomination 
Committee. We propose enlarging the nominating committee's membership from 1,200 to 1,600. The makeup of the subsectors can be made broader. For example, the professional sectors can cater to more than just the nine traditional professions. The commercial sector can increase small and medium enterprises. Other groups can consider increasing its representation by adding youth and women's groups. Increasing the proportion of district councillors in its memberships is also a proposal worth considering. In addition, we propose for it to be a three-part process. The first part is the registration period. Where hopefuls are to obtain the support of no less than one tenth and no more than one eighth of the committee's members to qualify. The second part is the official nomination of the candidates. The top two to four candidates who win support from at least half of the nominating committee's members will then go forward for the public poll. Which is the last part of the three-step process? We set an one-eighth maximum ceiling for the first part of the process in order to systematically disallow any one candidate from monopolizing the nomination process, and therefore ensuring that there will indeed be a contest. Some have expressed concern. Over the more than half of the nominating committee support requirement for the second stage of our proposal, fearing that it would make room for manipulation of the nomination process. To this end, I have three responses. First of all, under Article Forty-Five of the Basic Law, the Chief Executive must be nominated by a broadly representative nominating committee as a whole. Should a candidate secure over half of nominating committee support, the nomination requirement under Article Forty Five is met. Secondly, in order for the elected chief executive to be able to govern, he must be supported by a broad base across sector boundaries. To require candidates to achieve that support within the nomination process is reasonable. Finally, from the two polls we have conducted in February and March, more than half of the responses agree with requiring candidates to win at least half of the nominating committee's support. It's evident that there is substantial public support for this. The nomination committee reflects the diversity of our community as well as the makeup of our society. It is not a screening mechanism. These members are elected by people. These members are independent-minded and will use their own judgment and come to their own conclusion as to whether a candidate has or candidates have what it takes to be Hong Kong's chief executive. The proposal put forward by the DAB is founded in a solid legal foundation. It is workable as well as reasonable. It is a plan that has considerable public backing, but for. The DAB will remain open to other proposals that are legally sound. We are open to listen, to engage, to study, and to discuss, because achieving universal suffrage is not about whose proposal wins. It's through dialogue that differences can be understood, 
and it's through continuing that conversation that devices can be breached. It's only through that process of active and open dialogue that consensus can be found. That is the sort of breakthrough all parties need to work hard for because this is the breakthrough that will finally allow the people of Hong Kong to elect their chief executive by one man, one vote. I think it goes without saying that if we remain stuck in our differences, stuck in this political impasses, there is little hope for change. The politics that is creeping this city will continue. It isn't just only the election of the chief executive being derailed. Electing the legislative council by universal suffrage will be derailed. We don't have the luxuries of this court. We can't afford to let the confrontational and antagonistic brand of politicking continue to derail and squash the people's democratic aspirations.